The lights come up. The camera focuses. You are somewhere between and the reality of your life is on show. We feel compelled to put on a show all the time and on the stage of life, it is filled with some award-winning performances that most will never get to see on stage. Not all of our stories are glamorous. I am Philip Clark. Join me today as we unearth the many roles of real people who share their journey and the lessons learned on that journey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Real Life. Ladies and gentlemen, ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your boy Philip Clark again, Medea, and guess what? No? I have another very inspiring and special guest. Not only because he's Jamaican, but yes, also because he's Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> he's yes. an edu media producer and practitioner, the founder and creator of the English Coach podcast. This is a podcast which is aimed at fulfilling his promise to his community of learners to not only deliver English training, but also sustainable language acquisition. And he's going to tell us more about that. He helps adult learners and users of English as a second language for work to use the language with more sovereignty. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be speaking to a Jamaican who has transitioned to Germany. So yes, we are speaking to my Jamaican friend all the way in Germany. I should say, willkommen as, 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 as welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Philip. Philip, this is fantastic. Mr. Ian Antonia Patterson is my guest this evening or this afternoon, or this morning, wherever you are in the world. <laughs> yes. Ian, yes. welcome. Thank you. Thank what you. Thank you. By? Thank you, Philip. Why, well, Medea, you know, and I'm not going to say I'm looking at you, the better one, because I'm looking at a blank screen right now. <laughs> but, you know, it's a pleasure being here. Um, I could not have done that introduction any better. Wow. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm glad I really you appreciate it, man. I'm glad you're like Yes, it kind of gives me some goosebumps to hear, um, you know, the things that I want to hear about who I am and what I do. Thank you very much, sir. There's more, but thanks. I know. Thanks. I know, right? Yes. So, Ian, so, Ian, we have to get into it right away. Um, straight, straight up. So, I want the people to know that you're a Jamaican, yes, and you're currently living in Germany. But the journey to Germany and the journey to self into self is something that fascinates me about you and about life. You grew up in Jamaica. It was Manchester in Jamaica, right? No, no, it was Manchester. It was in Manchester. It was actually St. Mary. Oh. I'm a St. Mary man. Oh, but you went to school somewhere there. Yes, I did. Um, oh. So you're not entirely wrong. Okay. I grew up in... St. Mary, you know, my first, that's real first formative years were in Highgate, St. Mary, mm. where I lived with both, both of my parents still together. God bless them. 
Nice. And uh, they were both teachers at the time. I went to Highgate All Age School. After that, I went to St. Mary High School. And, you know, as things work out sometimes, you know, during the pubescent years, you kind of need a little, a different impulse. So, you know, we we, we transferred over to Knox College, mm -hmm. which is in Spaldings, right. close to Mandeville. Right. How was that like? How was high school like? High school, the high school years were, were good. I have very fond memories. I still remember days, particular days. Um, funnily, <laughs> funnily, today I remember when my principal gave me a caning, you know. He came into the class and I was, I was loud and he said, you little boy with the big mouth, please come. <laughs> and I was given five lashes. Whoa. And, uh, funnily, I was thinking, I was thinking about that today those days those days we had caning in schools no i don't think yes. we have that anymore no well you know luckily i remember the guy you know so this was, this was, was this boarding school that was actually at saint mary high school oh, okay yes 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 but you went to know you said principal yes but you know i mean as i said you know sometimes in the pubescent years you need an impulse mm -hmm. and maybe you know an impulse to kind of mm, you know, let's say step away from the many distractions that also were at that time in my life. You know, we didn't have internet and smartphones and so on, but there were other distractions. And maybe that was the first impulse that, you know, I really needed a change of space. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful that uh, we, I moved, I think it was after, I think it was, it was a third form. I think it was after third form. I went to Knox College and did another two years there. Mm -hmm. So what was yeah. being away from home for the first yeah. time like? It was very rough. You know, there were dark days. You know, you 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 kind of it's it's I think I think I needed it at the time. And in retrospect, I think even then I recognized that it was something that was good for me because it was um Moving out of the, the old environment, you know, old environments tend to, you know, the friends you have tend to keep you in a place that says to you, well, you know, in order to be the authentic person that you are, not that I was so mindful at that age, but they keep you there and you have to kind of play the same role, be the same, whether it be a class joker that gets you a caning mm -hmm. or whatever. So, you know, that was my first experience of moving out, changing um, environments and kind of recreating yourself in a small way. Do you, you, know, do you think um, that do you think that having left home at such an early mm -hmm. age, uh third form, you probably would have been you probably would have been about yes. 13, 14, maybe. Something like that um, to remember. Do you think that that kind of prepared you to be this individual who constantly wanted more because you you know see that life is different mm -hmm. out here. Do you do you think that that has kind of impacted you in any way? Yes, of course, of course, you know, because, you know, as I said, moving out of the usual environment or, you know, if you call it a com uh, comfort zone, whatever, you know, whatever your <laughs> life explanation model is, it's a good thing because you are, as I said, forced to rethink. You, you're given the opportunity to recreate yourself. You're not limited by the expectations of, of some friends who you know out of love basically want you to stay who and what you are mm -hmm. um out of love as i said but uh yeah it was good it definitely did influence me because it's 
opened me up at least to different cultural inf influences, you know, of the many we have yeah. in a small island. Right. Um, yeah, people from different parts of Jamaica, people from, you know, with different familial backgrounds. Right. And so on. You know, also, there was a, a sense of different classes as well. You know, there was a, all sorts of different classes. For want of a better word, class of people mm -hmm. who were in the boarding <laughs> school. So there was a mix of that, the coming together of that in some places, and also the not coming together of that. Yeah. Others. You know, so it was, yeah, it was definitely something that's inspired and influenced yeah. me at that age for sure. Yes. When I went to um oh, that that's the evening, that's the that's the the evening um is that, is that the, the, the police in the background there? Yes, yes, yes. We have sirens here. The police here are very efficient you know, and effective. You know, you call and they're there in three minutes. Wow. You know, yes, yes, yes. That's one thing that is uh, I really appreciate about this. this Contrast to, to Jamaica. Anyway, we're not going to say it. <laughs> it's different. No, we're... <laughs> <laughs> different, just different that way. Like. You know, I went to boarding school and I remember a feeling a distinct, having this distinct thought at one point in time. Mm -hmm. That made me realize, oh my, my mom and dad will not always be around. And it's mm -hmm. like, for the first time in my life, I just had this, this permeating feeling just seared my brain and I just realized, oh wow. I can't mm -hmm. run home like I want to. I can't, you know, call mom and dad. I'm here and I have to figure it all out. Was there any moment at boarding school that made you realize you got to do this on your own? You got to figure out this thing on your own. And, you know, if, if, if you had support. Mm hmm well, or if I had support, well, you know, there are there are a few friends. You have to definitely find a strategy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you look around to see, you know, who are the, the cool kids, uh, who are the, the quiet, strong ones, um, you know, who are the jokers and, and, and how you can kind of leverage your own behavior to fit in. You know, you try to find your place in terms of support. Yes, I did have some friends there. Um, the challenge of, of not having my parents there and not having them to run to. I mean, it was, as I said, you know, it was, it was dark days. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to say what I was really, you know, so, was crying so you, for my so parents. No, no, man, I wasn't, I was never spoiled. I was. You know, as, as a guy said to me once, I was born bad, you know, but um, I wasn't spoiled at all. It's just that, you know, I miss family, yeah. you know, you miss, you miss Absolutely. the house, you miss the the pets, you know, that you had around, the normal, the, well, the, the usual Absolutely. people, the usual movements, that support system just wasn't mm -hmm. there, you know, you had to kind of like make your own. Did you, did you, did you yeah. think it, it was good or bad in some ways? Did it have a, in other words, did it have a negative impact? But did it have a positive impact on you? What you what you think? I think the boarding school experience is good, but you have to be a little bit into or a little bit out of puberty. I think you don't. I don't. I don't support the idea of sending off children in pubescent years mm -hmm. because they need the guidance of their parents. Otherwise, they're gonna get it from you know the cool I kids. Follow you. you know. And 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 uh, influences that are not necessarily 
um, positive. That is my feeling mm -hmm. on it. Um, but generally, you know, there was guidance at the school. Um, there was a good structure, you know, and, and discipline. Some of it sometimes a little bit too <laughs> harsh. It was also a co-ed boarding right. school, so it wasn't um, that made it, you know, it had a different uh, dimension of interestingness <laughs> to it there. Um, yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course, of course. And, and you I, know, there were like social and events I understand and so on. It being co-educational, you were one of the um, hot boys. <laughs> well, you know, I think I was and I have always been and I will always be hot in my own way, you know, my little way. But, you know, it doesn't really, it, it doesn't fit everywhere. And as I say in the last run, anybody who don't know what's good is their problem. But, you know, <laughs> you always have somebody who don't know what's good. So, 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 you're, so, you're, so you're saying that you were a hot boy, you were a rebel, you you're, you're eventually became one of the cool kids? Well, you know, I think... Um, the, the good thing about that time, I think that I managed to rub shoulders with the cool kids in a good enough way. I mean, I wasn't a, a, a one of the sports guys or anything like that, but I was very good in school, you know, and um, I could I could trade favors, you know, I could help people with their mathematics or their biology or geography, whatever it might be, business administration. And I think I won my little accolades and my little safety nice. that way. Nice. In many cases, you know. So, yeah, man. So I could do the cool thing. I had a few, well, you know, quote unquote, cool friends as well. Very cool people, you know. Like I like to find the middle ground. Right, you know, right. Kind of, kind of stay there. And sometimes I go left, sometimes I go right. But my place was basically, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, not, 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 I didn't live for the coolness, mm -hmm, put it that way. Mm -hmm. I couldn't afford it as well. Yeah. There were lots of money children there. You know? Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't maintain the ranks with them at all. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my friend them out there, we're talking to Ian, Ian Patterson. He is actually a fellow podcaster. Yes. And he's going to talk to us about his podcast called the English Coach Podcast. And we even just talked to him about him high school years and how much of a cool kid <laughs> he was. Um, well, you stick to that. But I, I also realized that, you know, he was also and still is a very academically brilliant individual. So, Ian, you transitioned to university. I believe it was... Um, the University of Technology, you, you, you know, eventually yes, it was you there. Uh, what did you study and why did you study that? In 1993, I decided to do quantity surveying mm -hmm. and um, I had always been someone who was fascinated by building. I wanted to build things. I wanted to to see what my work produced. You know, I spent a lot of time building little houses for my rabbits and chickens oh. and pigeons and, and all these things. You know, I like to cut wood and hammer, you know, hurt yeah. my finger a lot. And uh, that was, um, I was very uh, tactile, still I am, you know, uh, work with my hands a lot. And um, then I think it was my father who introduced me to the idea of, you know, doing something in the direction of building engineering, but focusing on the cost and the contractual aspects of it, you know. And that is what quantity surveying is about. And um, did it happily, happily so. I had wonderful years at UTEC. Started at 93, 93. 
And, um, you know, some of my friends also from Knox College were there at the same time. So that added a, a whole new dimension of magic to the whole experience, mm-hmm. you know, because we 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 grew and evolved together. Um, and that was a new, you know, coming, well, I don't know whether coming out, but it was, a, it was a new experience. You know, yeah, and we were doing it together this time, and it was it was great. You know, I like the word evolution, which is uh, basically you know what we're trying to achieve here today. The evolution, looking at the evolution of Ian Patterson, <laughs> the, yeah, and the, the the fact that you are now a podcaster and you had your beginnings in quantity surveying and all of that engineering kind of information there clearly is something going on in the mind of this man that we don't know about so you left utec and what was next yes well um you know actually before utec my father insisted that i get some work experience before you know so i actually worked i think one year one and a half years in the hotel industry Hmm. Then I went to UTEC, you know, with some understanding of what it means to work for your money. Mm-hmm. Um, so went there, um, did the UTEC thing. Um, let's see. Um, I did really well because I think I got really good grades from um, from Knox. So, you know, you know, I hit the ground running with my university studies in Jamaica. Um and after the studies at UTEC, I don't know if I'm answering the question properly, but, um, you know, I went to work at a place called, maybe you know it, uh, Tourism. No, actually, it was with a lady. My first boss was a lady called Elizabeth Duncan. Mm-hmm. And she was quite um, informative. And, uh, um, well, yeah, she influenced my development in, in, in many good ways, you know. She what sort was, of business uh, was that? It was a quantity surveying company firm okay yeah small one very strong strong um lady uh you know i mean i I can't avoid saying strong woman because to me it's not an event you know it just happened that she was she was a strong personality Mm -hmm. and and you know she kind of gave me some some insights some life lessons there that i'm still thankful for to this day well me that love you know one of them one or two of them well, one thing she said to me was, and it's a little playful, she said to me, say, Ian, you know, don't try to understand the ladies, yes? Oops. Because the day you understand the ladies, <laughs> <laughs> you're not into ladies anymore. That's what she said to me. Once you, you know, understand and I find, I find the ladies. Once you understand the ladies, you're not into ladies anymore. That's what she said. So just don't try to understand anything, you know? Oh and, dear. Uh, you know, that was one of the more that's one of the more playful lessons I got from her. She mm-hmm. also said, What is yours is yours, and what is not yours can never be yours. That's right. That's you know, right. that's what she said to me as well. That's right. And um, you know, to, to do her proper justice. Um, as I said, she was very patient with me, even though she she held herself to very high standards mm-hmm. work-wise. And, you know, I'm still very thankful for that. You know, only if, if, if only the fact that she was my first boss out of university and she's, she's a woman, you know, so it kind of confirmed what I had already thought. You know, all my life I've been surrounded by strong women, uh-huh. innovative, intelligent women. And um, for me, it's not really an event, you know. 
um, you know, the way we're talking about strong here and strong there and how great that is. I mean, for me, it's nothing strange, you know, in Jamaica, I think I think the UNO said that we had the most women in leadership position in the world in yeah. 2016. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not nothing strange for me. And she played a part in that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah. interesting, you know, you talk about that, you talk about when you, you, you're careful of using the word strong because it's not an event, you know, she was a strong mm -hmm. personality. And it's, uh, it's interesting to me because in terms of gender dynamics, you know, we are always so cautious. We're always wondering, you know, how do we bridge the gaps and so forth and so forth and so on. But I hear you talking quite confidently and uh, without any kind of uh, reservation about how mm -hmm. you view women and i think that's really commendable and especially a woman a woman boss you know thought of a thing mm -hmm. and and yeah. and you come across as a quite secure and confident man so you know your toxic masculinity is what mm -hmm. i'm alluding to you know and yeah i don't know would you say that your co-educational experience prepared you for that or would you say your your relationship with your parents my first you mean from high school the, yeah, the, yes. the co-ed boarding yes. school yes. perhaps yes it yes of course it did help me you know another friend of mine once said you know he said to me that you know young the jamaican woman is long emancipated many of the men just don't get it yet oh, that's what he said to me you know and yes. that was also a very powerful talk yes um mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know in terms of shaping it started from my mother my mother my mother is a is a is, is a strong woman you know um also strong personality and um i learned a lot from her because as i said she was a teacher so you know um, it was just knowledge flowing from her all the time, and she managed to to you know raise a family. My father is still there; he was also a teacher, and he never he was never the type to say, um, "Well, man do this and woman do that." You know, it was just a free thing where you know everybody. There's a sort of kind of an equality, which is one that I still um, strive for oh, wow. in life. Ah, beautiful. Yeah, a reality that I seek to live is is, is about equality. It's not about um you know whatever saying well it's this ist or that ist yeah yeah this equality is what i strive for. and it started with my mother um some other good neighbor as well she was at some point the principal of of um saint mary high school as well mrs clark mm -hmm. she also influenced me a lot with a whole lot of scientific knowledge on plants and animals for some for some reason that's what i remember mm -hmm. Uh, so there were, those are two strong women already in my life. And then the COVID experience, of course, and as I said, um, they were strong personalities also in the boarding school, you know. I um, mean, Jamaica, we have the, you know, the status problem or problem. You know, there's no the classism. You know, we have that. Right. So, you know, you had some some people who were like that as well, who are, you know, like uh, the, the, the head of the, 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 the what do you call it, the pick order mm -hmm. kind of thing, <laughs> and I've, I've I've always had strong women around me. Yeah. So so you know when I when I see people talking about oh she's a strong woman, it feels to me like patronage. Ah. You know, 
because that's why I said to me, it's not an event. Yeah. It's normal. Right, right. Wow. Um, Ian, to be honest with you, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't hear much man talk like how you talk. No, may I tell you the truth, straight up. Because you said it was a normal thing for you. So you don't have an, you don't, you're not surprised when a no. personality who happens to be a strong personality, who happens to be a woman, you know, is in your space. It, it's just, it's no. just not a thing for you. You don't feel intimidated. You don't feel insecure. You, you know, you're just, you acknowledge that presence and you as a man, you just do your thing. Just do my thing. I, 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 yeah. I think this kind of background prepared you for a sort of, sort of a, an international perspective. We want to talk a little bit now about how did you transition from Jamaica mm -hmm. to Germany? We want, we want to hear the juice. Now. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we can make a big jump in. I mean, after, after I worked with this lady, um, Elizabeth Duncan, I went to a place called Tourism Product Development Company mm -hmm. Limited. It was on Trafal Trafalgar mm -hmm. Street. I think it was Trafalgar. Or, or Nutsford Boulevard. I mean, I remember. And um, that was a continuation of my career in tourism that actually started before yeah. university. So yeah, that was um, that was quite quite um, also international somehow because you know you step out into the the, the the I think it was more of a regulatory body agency mm -hmm. that also went into hotels and 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 helped to educate people in the direction of um, customer service, health and safety in in resorts, beautification, and all of that. So that in itself was 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 also an exposure to this openness towards you know leadership figures, whether it be male or female, because a lot of hospitality areas, you know, the the let's say the the customer facing side is in many cases female, you know. So I think that had a part to do with it as my boss there was also a woman, you know, my direct and um, a lot of the managers there I had were also female. So that also mm -hmm. helped, you know, um, I think, because it was, again, a very mixed environment that wasn't dominated by, by, by any, any sex. Yeah. So it did, it did help. And also, you know, that, that, that's uh, the contact to the international, of course, you know, you're in contact with guests mm -hmm. and so on. But I think it was a lady I met from the German embassy. She was uh, a big fan of the um, the Jamaican football team at the time. And um, I met her and she told me about Germany. She was, um, you know, she spoke to me in English. And my sister had also come here and spent some time in Köln or in Cologne. And uh, she said also it could be something. So that's when, I think after four years or so working at Tourism Product Development, I started looking out. Um, into the world for uh, international education experience. But why Germany? Well, the thing is this, you know, I tried Australia and actually got through for the University of South Bank, but um, is it South Bank or I don't remember what it's called. Uh, no, not South Bank. So one of them, I don't remember. And then um, South Bank is probably UK, but some are Queensland or something. Like that. I don't remember. But Queensland is more like it. More like Australia. Yeah. But still, um, the thing is with Germany, Germany was off the beaten track. 
Um, so first of all, I was interested in learning a new language. Ah, That's the first thing. Ah. Um, yes, I could do that in a in a country that spoke a language that was kind of close to English. Because English is Germanic, you know. English comes a lot from German. Yeah, a lot of English came from German, yeah. the language German. So yeah. I thought it would be a little bit easier to go to a country where, you know, at least there are some roots there that I can recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, another reason is because it's uh, middle in Europe, you know, so it's what you have here is a, a different mentality because you're living in a country that's um, bordered by other countries. You know, there's Spain, there's France, there's um, Switzerland, there's Luxembourg, there's Prague, there is Spain, and all these countries, Poland, you know, just neighbors. So it's like, what do you call it now? Paradoxically, in Europe, mm-hmm. you actually get more diversity than you do in, or you would in Great Britain, yes, which is an island. Yeah. And uh, North America, in many ways, is also an island because I find that many native english speakers are not so much interested in other cultures yes so yes. yeah yes true true you're, you're very true yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's like you're in a melting pot a potpourri a pot. it is a melting pot especially here in berlin i tell you berlin is a word unto its own you know um yeah so why i came here was basically for those two reasons also germany rec- uh, enjoys a good reputation in terms of reliability and quality products. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get some of that by osmosis, you know. Okay. And, um, it was also, it's also cheaper to study here. All you have to do is learn the language. Ah. Yeah, which, <laughs> so, wow, that was that's also very good information though. You see, already you're being an ambassador. Wow. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Well, you know, you have to learn the language. And, you know, I mean, there are challenges there. I'm not going to say that it's an easy road. You know, because, well, that's I mean, what I want to talk about. No, um, you know, getting into Germany as a Jamaican, as a black man in mm-hmm. Germany, I'm sure is not without any challenges. So just paint for us, what was the initial contact like and how have you been navigating your space mm. well well you know as of the only initial contact since you mentioned the black thing as of when i came here i there's a song by shade you know shade yeah mm-hmm. she sings um yeah i don't remember quite a few songs i like her there's a song she sang where she spoke about a girl who never knew racism until Somebody gave her her change and didn't want to touch her hand. The woman in Somalia. She bought something. I don't remember. Something in her one hour song. She said, well, she get her change and the person never want to touch her hand. Yeah. So that was my first real experience. Um, I bought, I think it was apples one day and went to the store. And then the way the lady gave the change back, you could see the scorn. You know, she couldn't, she didn't want to touch my hand. But, you know, I mean, that's just a very small thing. And you you get that every now and then, but uh, it's not a major thing. It doesn't feature prominently. You still get that? Is that what you're saying? Yes, of course. Well, yeah, of course. You know, I mean, look, you know, we can talk oh. about the racism, you know, but you might, uh, you might, we might need another episode for that. I rationalize all of that racism thing that we like to talk about and give stage to is, 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 is group behavior, you know. It's just human group behavior. You know, group behavior can be among 
blonde women, dark-haired women, gay men, you know, gay women mm -hmm. can be among people from a different area, people who look a certain way, people of a certain height. It's, yeah. it's group behavior. The question is always, you know, where does the power live? And how does it express itself in terms of resources, you know, entitlement to resources and 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 um, and status? So if you if you if you if you look at it, a lot of the, the things that express as or let's say come out as racism is just normal group behavior, you know. That's um, yeah, it doesn't have any basis much. Is is well, it's it's just as serious, you know. It's just as bad, you know. But. Um, I see it as group behavior, um, yeah. generally speaking, which is, uh, you know, I'm not saying that it's good, yeah, yeah, but um, or all the time, but it's uh, it's uh, it's a part of who we are as as people. Cause we live we live for status, you know, and 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 we find if if we remove status, like in the communist world, which has been an experiment many times. If you remove it, people just find another way to 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 feel superior to them. Neighbors, Absolutely. Neighbors. Absolutely. You know, yeah. And we have preferences always. It's, yeah, of course. You know, as a yeah, as I say, it's bad, but we are programmed to live for within a status-driven paradigm. And if it's not color, it's gonna be money. If it's not money, it's gonna be be heights or 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 you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So has there been any experience that you have had where initially the initial contact was one of uh, discrimination, but you learned or that person learned differently in, in going forward in relating to them or it, it, the relationship changed? Was there any such thing like that that you have had? Yes, 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 of course. You know, I mean, there, there are too many to, to really number, you know. I mean, uh, it's... Uh... How can I say this? Speaking about these racial issues, and you know, I really wouldn't want to talk go too deeply on that because it can dominate. You know, the, the the worst thing about these issues is that I know it's been so many years here that I know probably more very good people here than I still know in Jamaica. You know, and when I talk about these things, I feel bad about these these good people that I know. You know, because they suffer sometimes more than I do, and. Uh, under this, um, we call it in German, we say Fremdschema, yeah? which is like shame for someone else. So when I talk about the bad experiences, the good people feel worse than I do. I and see. I feel bad for them. I see. Know? I see. So I see. it's not really a big thing. I mean, you know, there are ways to get around it, you know, because people, yeah. uh, it's not like in the States where, you know, you might be shut down. Yeah, and that's uh, that's one yeah. thing that I'm really thankful so for, for being in Germany, not so in the states. Would you say that uh, do you do you miss Jamaican culture, or do you find that you have found within Germany your particular niche? Um, how, how would you say culturally? Uh, uh, how are you surviving culturally? Culture, I'm surviving perfectly fine, you know. I mean, I've never been one to say, well, this is me and this is not me. I think, you know, we're right. evolving, creating ourselves, recreating ourselves even almost every day. But um, I try to surround myself with good people who, from whom I get good energy. Yeah. And if I feel that's bad energy, point. then I move. That's a great point, Ian. And not to cut you, but that's a great point. I just want that to belabor it. You know, you never say 
this is me or this is not me. That's such a powerful point because of how how much we are always evolving. We, we, we tend not to think about it, we tend not to acknowledge it, but we're always evolving. So thank you for that point. Thank you so much for that. Yes, yes, of course, of course. And, you know, my pleasure. And we spoke about roles as well on one of our previous episodes. Yeah. You, know, you just have to, you know, the, the action logic, what is the logic that informs your decision making at any one point in time? It doesn't mean that you are being a hypocrite or or whatever. You know, for example, or if you're I, losing if, yourself. Yeah, you're not losing yourself. You just you just put on a different hat. You know, and and um yeah, you know, you decide who you're gonna be, you keep growing. And who am I to say that anybody cannot change your mind? I'm not a politician, I'm not looking to be voted in anywhere. So I'm allowed to change my mind and evolve and be a human being. You know, so and that's what I would recommend to to anyone who's looking to find peace with who they are. Right. You know? So so speaking of 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 evolving, you, you know, you started off in Jamaica mm-hmm. uh, in training as a quantity surveyor. And quantity now, surveyor, yes. Right. And mm-hmm. now you are a podcaster. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about that now and the fact that you are also a teacher of a trainer in English. You know? Yes, yes. Well, all right. Um, quickly said, I, I, I have studied a few things, you know, in terms I, I did the, the, the quantity surveying first. And then what I actually studied here was international business administration. And uh-huh. um, a lot of my my um, colleagues with whom I studied, they are now bankers and so on. You know, But um, I had to study something and I finished it. Yes. But, uh, you know, I'm not really a finance type. You know, I'm not a banker type, so I never pursued that. Uh, my major was human resource development, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. uh, before I understood what sustainability meant, that it's actually ecological. Um, I my major was uh, approaching sustainability through personal and victim, which is personal development. You know, uh, making the workspace, so to speak more conducive to to career growth of the person not just the role and uh that's what was my major then after that i went to the i did um i did not finish but i got um, a postgraduate certificate in leadership for sustainability yeah so i don't i only have master credits you know i can probably finish them at some point but i did that after the Mm -hmm. business studies and of course, also learn to be a teacher. But all of these things inform my training practice because mm-hmm. with the adults I work with, I can't just give them grammar rules. Yeah, I have to give them context, and that is how I teach. I teach with context. Ah, right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, they're learning English to work with it. So they want to have a teacher who understands whether it be engineering or or sustainability or tourism or art, somebody who has an idea of what they actually they're actually using the language for. And that is um, how I, you know, no knowledge is wasted, and that is how I bring that into my teaching practice right now. Very good. Yeah. Love that. Love that yeah. so much. And so yes. now, and that's why, and, and so the podcast is a, is an extension of that. Yes, of course, the podcast is an extension of that. Yes, because you know the promise to offer them a chance to hold on to the language. Um, you know, if they listen to the show, they'll definitely be exposed to 
to different accents. Um, anybody who learns a new language is interested in different cultures as well. The show in itself is very diverse. Um, there are people from France, from Russia, from Ukraine, from Poland, from America, Canada, um, you know, Nicaragua, uh, all, you know, all over the world, from Philippines, and, everywhere. So in itself, it is diverse. And Jamaica. And, and Jamaica, of course. <laughs> of course. UK, of course. Yes, yes, yes. All these, these different, German, all these different influences. So it helps to keep my students in connection with the language and also to other cultures you know because we're going for cognitive diversity as well not just the look of the photos on the website right right you know and you yeah. sound and 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 would you say that you're a lot more fulfilled now yes of course of course because um the, the thing is as well with podcasting, you know, it's a global voice. It's one of the last, let's say, bastions of free speech, you know, where you can put your voice out into the world and take ownership of your voice. Because as a black man, yeah, I also yeah. want to put my voice out there, not in the form of, of, of some kind of rap song or hip hop or whatever. You know, I mean, so many people here really think that everybody in Jamaica have dreadlocks. And you know that a lot of people are yeah. like, but you dreadlocks. I'm like, listen, man, you know. We also, <laughs> they also don't notice that Bob Marley sang mostly love songs, you know, but that's another topic. The, the, the podcasting is an ownership, a taking ownership of my own voice, which I think you, for example, you're doing that. And many important people should do that with their own stories, you know, because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a story is being written of all of us anyway. You know, the digital identity that I am expressing through podcasting is writing my own story. I want to be the curator of my own story as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I also have a second podcast, by the way. It's not just, um, it's a little less conservative than the English Coach podcast, but um, that's also one reason why I do it. Okay. Yeah. What's that What's that about? What's that like? What's that the name one of is that? called, it's called Life is Feeling, you know, feeling not only as a noun and you know the, the 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 feeling you feel but also feeling in terms of going out and testing other things other ways of seeing the world ah. other other views and so on so i talk to different people you know and things that have no connection to to really the, my training practice so we talk about things like um uh well one topic that we discussed recently was the idea of consent notions of consent we speak about objectification of the, 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 the female performing artist. You know, she separates her mm -hmm. stage self from her professional mm -hmm. life off the stage. Um, we speak about male reproductive rights, not in terms of demanding that no abortion takes place, but the fact that men also, um, you know, have a say. That's the focus. Um, uh, we speak about, uh, did I say erotic capital? Yes, to be or not to be. Does it exist? And... To what extent wow. are we allowed to recognize it as a thing? Uh, we speak about the aging artist, how you manage that. Um, you know, when, when whether it be Hollywood or whatever, is just interested in the young faces and the made-up faces. You know, selling a fantasy or not, how you manage that, and and some 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 other things. You know? Wow, that sounds yeah. like a 
quite a variety of very interesting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, it's taking okay. voice. You know, you, you got to put it out there. You, you know, well, we, as I say, a black man, you doing it. You have to put your voice out there. I mean, people know, say, you know what I mean? We can talk, you know. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a rap song or something, you know, but you have yeah, um, structured absolutely. ideas to put out into the world as well. Right. No stereotypes. Uh, no. Yeah, diversity is a very popular topic of discussion, mm -hmm. and certainly almost a political ideology now in terms of the way how diversity is something that has to be implemented, whether it's in uh, leadership, in, in, in corporate, in films, you know, mm -hmm. in, 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 uh, in education, diversity is a big issue. Uh, what does that mean for you and uh, do you navigate yourself in Germany, uh, even, mm -hmm. even through this podcast? What, what does that mean for you? Well, you know, as a, the diversity idea, I try to to live it and not really talk about it too much because, you know, sometimes we talk so much about things that it's become, it becomes more about the speech than the living of these realities, you know, and sometimes uh, the people who are talking are disconnected from the people they're talking about, mm. you know. So um, I don't really talk about it too much. I just say it short and say, look here, this is what it looks like. Um but so how do you the live question it? of what it means, I talk to all people. I talk to all people. I give people the, the benefit of the doubt. I try to value people and what they bring and not what they look like. Yeah. Um, I, I allow everybody a chance to, 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 to voice their opinion um, and, 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 and listen to them. You know, I, I've sat and had beer with people who look at me and say, listen, they believe that black people do not have souls. Ooh. Yes, and I talk to them. I talk to them. Yeah, I sit and I talk to them. So tell me why you feel that way, you know. And and yeah, of course, I said. So you mean like Jesus Christ? You know, he's not European. You know, you're saying he doesn't have a soul either. You know, and eventually you get to that, and um, they, you know, they find their own idiocy themselves. You know, when when we can, you know, also listen. So to what different people have to say, then you can help them also to find their own um, faults, you know, without having to tell them anything. You know, so that's, yeah. that's my approach to, to diversity. Right. I give everybody, yeah, man. And, you know, I just invite all different kinds of people onto the show. That's, that's how I live it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Very, very excellent. Um, you know... I admire that speech, and uh, as a Jamaican, as a black man, it's, it's 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 commendable because we subscribe to so many stereotypes of what it means mm -hmm. to be black, what it means to be Jamaican, what it means to be Caribbean, mm -hmm. and uh, we find as soon as we move out of the space mm -hmm. to an international space, we find that some of those things, some of those philosophies that we have, some of those thoughts that we have, have to be questioned, and we have to realize that. Uh, you know, we can and also we live life, and and uh, as a result of that, we have to make a decision in your life, in your journey from Jamaica to Germany, transitioning careers, you know, 
investing in yourself, developing in yourself, would you say there are any regrets that you have? Well, yes, you know, I do have some regrets, but you know, I don't dwell on them and I wouldn't even, I don't think I would put them to the, to the scrutiny and device of mass public media, to be honest, but um, <laughs> I don't dwell on them. I don't dwell on the, the regrets, you know, if people ask me a particular thing they want to make up, I, I, I probably try to nudge them towards thinking about certain aspects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I, it's very difficult to speak of my regrets um, because I don't really want to. Yeah. Um, I do have a few, you know, like, for example, you know, having to do with like the language and, and um, like I should have worked much faster at learning the language because that's where, for example, integration starts. It starts with language. Mm -hmm. um, there are, you know, as someone who was, um, what do you say, selbstständig, uh, uh, or you say that in German again, somebody was self-employed here, you know, you have to kind of find a job or make a job, you know, and I was self-employed for many years and there are difficulties there. So, you know, there are some business decisions that I might have done differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, made differently. Um, there are also some approaches to to my, how I present myself. Um, I would have probably done that differently. You know, as, as, as a minority, sometimes you try so hard to fit in. For years, I didn't wear sneakers, you know, and I only wear shirt with buttons, you know, for years because I tried to look orderly. And then suddenly I just I just stop I just stop cutting my hair, you know. And not that I'm going dreadlocks, but um I just let my hair grow. It's a it's a freedom. And um it's because you know you find that people will see what they want to see anyway. Anyway. So it yeah, makes they will. just be your authentic self. Just 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 be myself, you know. So I don't cut my hair especially, you know, I just make it grow, you know. And anybody who don't know what good is their problem. Because you know they're gonna see what they wanna see anyway. You know? So for me right now, that's uh, it's it's a free. As I say, it's not dreadlocks, but you know, um, I just let my ear grow. You mm -hmm. know? Oh, yeah. love that. Just love that, ladies and gentlemen, my friend. Them, we are talked to Mister <laughs> Ian, Mister Ian Patterson, a Jamaican podcaster living in Germany. I suppose he's a German. I should say a German, <laughs> a German to me. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I should yes, yes. We are looking at his life story, his evolution, you know, his twists and turns and just getting into his mind. And he's sharing. And I'm so happy, Ian, that you're sharing so well, so candidly with us this morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are. Because I am truly inspired. I am, I am inspired. But I, I want you to leave us with some, some nuggets. And, and this is what I'm going to ask you. I do a lot of mentoring. And I am always trying to impart some life lessons, some wisdom, if I can, you know, to, to, to young people. And you, you just spoke ably a while ago about... There are certain things that you would have learned and you would have done differently. If one young person was listening to this podcast right now, listening to you right now, what would you say to them or him or her? A young person. Hmm. Well, you know, 
as a coach, you know, the importance of just asking questions sometimes, you know, listening to people. Yeah. And I would really ask them what what they want for themselves, you know, and 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 then try to say, well, you know, be, yeah, be true to yourself is probably the meanest advice that you can give. Because, you know, <laughs> you know, who is that person? I've been trying to find out who that person is for many years now. But um, <laughs> that's it. You know, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be true to oneself. But, you know, it depends. It depends. You know, Philip, I would love to be able to just come up with a nugget, you know, a big fat nugget of wisdom, you know, to, to just like, you know, blow the minds of all the <laughs> listeners. But, you know, to be honest, to be honest, you know, you know, I don't know nothing. You know, I don't know anything. People just have to know what they want for themselves and be true to themselves, you know. Um. Yeah, I mean there are some 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 dangers out there now. I think I talk a lot about this uh digital self, you know, the identity that is us online and right now as things are, you know, it is owned by the large tech companies. Yeah. Yeah, many people don't really see it as a thing, but a story is being written of who you are anyway. So, you know, all of us should take ownership of that and express it in a meaningful way and don't just use social nets for rubbish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, use it to uplift each other. Mm -hmm. That is, that is, you know, just, just think, you know, as I just think, what is the value of this post? Yes. Who is it going to help? What could a, a younger brother or younger sister learn from this? Right. And, and and try to use social nets to have some kind of upliftment because it's very powerful. You know, when I was a child, you know, Dick Tracy, yes, Dick Tracy had a watch, yes, and the watch had TV on it. And for me, that was high science fiction. <laughs> but now look at it, you know, that's nothing. If someone comes to me with a television with a moving screen on it, it's nothing. And we have all this power now in our pockets with our smartphones. And the most that most people do with them is rubbish. Just really disgusting rubbish, you know. And, um, you know, the, 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 the advice I would probably give if, you know, asked of me, I would say, well, you know, just, just ask yourself the question, what is the value and what is the intent of this bit of this nugget that I am about to share? Hmm. And and you know just be a little bit mindful of that, um, yeah. Absolutely, that's what I would do. Absolutely, I just, just yeah. That's that's one thing. But you know, if you had some specific, you know, I could because I have I have opinions on on many things, you know, that I could share. But I don't know where to go. You know, this young person could be someone of German descent. Someone <laughs> right now, for example, I'm doing integration courses. You know, and I have I have students from from Afghanistan. Um, who are trying to learn, you know, integrate through also learning English and getting their high school diploma. That's what I'm doing now. And people from Afghanistan, people from Syria, people from Russia, people from um, many Asia, uh, Asian countries. I met a guy from North Korea recently. There are Germans in the class as well. Mm-hmm. People from Puerto Rico, um, all over the world, you know, Romania um, and so on. And all of these people have different worldviews that you have to first find out, kind of get an idea of what their worldview is, and then kind of like shape your advice accordingly. You know, I mean, if I tell a guy, say, well, you know, 
you can't do X. Maybe, you know, you know, it doesn't make any sense because, you know, his it just doesn't fit. Well, there, 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 are, there are life things. lessons. There are life lessons that you would have learned. And mm. I'm not necessarily saying that the life lesson that you learned is something that can be carbon copy for somebody else. But what life lesson would you share with young people generally? But I, but I, I want to say this. All of what you said a while ago is very powerful. I think hmm. asking yourself, what is it that I want? The answer from that, I think, is what will propel you into the future that you want. And I, and I, and I, mm -hmm. absolutely, I absolutely embrace that. So, yeah. Ian, yeah. thank you so much again for being my esteemed guest on Lights, Camera, Real Life. This is actually episode nine, ladies and gentlemen, season two. And my guest this evening, this afternoon, this morning is Ian Patterson. Jamaican, German, Jamaican, living in Germany. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, it has been truly a blessing. So, Ian, thank you again. Thank you. I, I hope, I really hope I did um, your listeners proper justice. No worry yourself. And, um, you know, while we're there, um, I don't know if the people are interested, but, you know, remember I was telling you about that new show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Promote it, man. Yes. Promote well, it. if you, if you, yes, yes, yes. Well, the thing is this, you know, I have a new um, URL now. It's called, if you follow lifeisfeeling.com, it will take you to both of my shows. And, um, you know, if you're interested in the adult learning experience and so on, you can listen to the English Coach Podcast. If you're, if you're interested in a little less conservative content, then you can check out Life is Feeling. Yeah, but lifeisfeeling.com will take you to both of the episodes. Okay. And there's much more coming up. Excellent. Well, yes. I'm definitely going to tune into the Life is Feeling podcast because I really love those <laughs> topics. I really, yes. you mentioned some stuff there that really turned me on. So, yeah, I'm going to yes, check it out. Yes, and I'm going to invite you. Yeah, man. And ladies sure. and gentlemen, there you have it. Another episode of Lights, Camera real life if you want to hear this episode again all you have to do is to just tune in to youtube and spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts and just type lights camera real life philip clark's lights camera real life so just like share subscribe and just spread the word ladies and gentlemen Tankono Magan Leta 